Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark Manila here from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. It's lovely to have you joining me. Um, if you're like myself and still awake here at 2, 2.19 in the morning here, um, I don't know where you are listening in the world, but uh, if you are still awake, then thank you for joining me. And um, if you're not and listening to me at another point in time, thank you again still for joining me and making this podcast what it is. In the time that I have left on planet Earth, I'm here to try and help you. Um, yeah, trying to help you get the most out of my head. Um, whatever experience I can lend to you all, um, that's my job now here on the podcast to spread this information as widely as possible. And I really appreciate you also letting other people know about this podcast um, so that they too can benefit, hopefully, from some of the information I've got here. And of course, if you do want to hear me record something specifically for you, please let me know sooner rather than later, because uh, I can't guarantee anything in life these days. And I think many of us feel similar. Now, today I'm going to be talking a little bit differently about um, stops and shares. Um, I figured that it might be helpful for us to practice some dialogue relating to financial markets. It's not something I've looked at uh, with you all recently or at all, actually, I think on this podcast. So I figured this would be a lovely, lovely thing to do. Now, um, I wanted to do it in conjunction with my wonderful students in China who I used to work with a lot. Um, thank you for listening. If you are listening, I believe one or two of you found your way here. And that is brilliant from my point of view. Um, you know, things are difficult in China and have been ongoingly um, very difficult, um, shall we say, and that's putting it mildly, um, because from the point of view of the COVID restrictions, it has been possibly one of the most excessive, longest term restrictions worldwide uh, that we've known. And uh, I have many students um, in the past who've been in Shanghai in particular, being hard hit, Beijing, uh, Wuhan itself, and uh, other, other areas and uh, provinces of uh, of the region as well. So my heart goes out to you all, really. Um, you've been putting up with a lot. I mean, we put up with a fair bit in the Philippines. We had the longest lockdowns in Southeast Asia. Um, but you you guys and girls have really struggled um, even since our restrictions have lifted. Although there are a few still left here, to be, to be honest with you, but nothing like China. Um, but when we look at the rest of the world, like the UK and America, I mean, you, you if you're listening there, I mean, you were carrying on like life went back to normal about 18 months ago compared to the rest of Asia. So it's been very difficult over here. And uh, economically, it's caused huge problems. And of course, health-wise too. Um, myself included, you know, I've had COVID now five times um, and it's caused some damage now. Um, but either way, I still say we should have opened up much sooner. Um, and this is, this is coming from somebody who's actually now got some issues um, from having COVID that many times. But, uh, you know, I, I believe that the world economy is in a mess partly um, because of the COVID restrictions, but actually I'm going to be quite controversial here. It's not just COVID restrictions. That's nonsense in respect of what's happening financially. The financial issue is always going to happen. Um, and I would just say COVID has either been a very good excuse um, or a very good coincidence um, that's been taken advantage of by the globalists, um, by the bankers, by the people who run planet Earth, because it certainly isn't our government, that's for sure. Um, in my humble opinion, the governments are our puppets. Um, they are like figureheads that, you know, say the words that they're meant to say, but there's a much higher level here 
um, that goes above them. And uh, we saw that in action uh, when we looked at the COVID lockdowns in the pandemic. Um, I've never known it before in the past where pretty much every country in the entire world adopted the same approach at the same time and agreed that we should all follow the same procedures. That was very weird. I mean, you only have to look, for example, at China now um, and doing its own thing still. That's normal. Uh, where countries would do its own and make it make their own policies. So what happened early on in the pandemic was very strange. And there was something totally off about that, um, which I will always say. And I respect, you know, people have a different point of view. Um, but uh, from my personal perspective on this, I remember I worked in the height of COVID with, with hundreds of students worldwide. Many of you are doctors, uh, lawyers, engineers, um, geneticists. I even worked with somebody doing immunology as a PhD student in Taiwan. You know, look, I spoke to lots of people and it was very interesting the information I was getting from you listening directly about your experience in your local area and your profession compared to what the mainstream media was saying. So it gave me a very different take on this pandemic to what the majority of you listening perhaps watched on the mainstream media. Um, and I totally feel that, uh, yeah, what happened, you know, yes, this was a pandemic in the first three months, I would say. Um, after that, um, the World Health Organization, as far as I can understand, had to change its uh, definition of what is a pandemic um, in order to continue being able to, uh, well, for, for governments around the world to continue to mandate lockdowns. Um, frankly speaking, when we look at it financially, this is why I'm doing this particular piece, I'm talking about the financial situation in the world. Um, we were having problems in the financial system, certainly from, well, probably from the 1970s, but certainly from the 2008. Um, I remember that in the UK and uh, most of us remember in the West and I think also in Asia, but certainly the West, the banks failing or potentially failing, too big to fail, got bailed out by taxpayers' money, which we never got back. Um, and um, quite frankly, it didn't do much. Um, we ended up with these swinging cuts, as we call them. Now, swinging is a lovely word, but horrible experience means just like really ruthless cuts um, that, you know, it slaughtered our, our police force budget, uh, firefighters, um, schools, hospitals. I mean, the NHS is pretty much dead now, I believe. Um, I mean, it, it was struggling anyway, but that was like really the final kick. Um, and of course, then like myself, you know, the mental health services just couldn't cope anyway. But then there was just no resources. It's just had an absolutely devastating effect. That was from 2008. Um, our government in the UK and other countries uh, started on a program of quantitative easing, which is just printing huge, disgustingly large amounts of money, quite frankly, um, flooding the markets awash. Um, and, um, and really, when you do that, you are devaluing your currency. But of course, if you're not, like the Eurozone, it was more obvious, Greece, um, Spain, uh, you know, because they're all part of the same currency. But with the, the UK, because we stayed on the sterling, um, we you know, maintained our own currency, we were able to cover that up a bit longer. But now you can see what's happening in the UK. The chickens come home to roost. That is a great idiom. It means that eventually what you do will come back. Okay, what you reap, you, what you sow, you will reap kind of thing on this. And this is exactly, sadly, what's happening. Because it isn't the UK government that's going to suffer here. No, it's the people of the UK. And um, of course, now it's not just the UK, is it? It's the world. Um, and you see, I think that COVID is being used as a very good excuse 
um, to say, well, we've had all these lockdowns for nearly three years. It's understandable, isn't it, that the economies are now going to be grinding to a halt? Well, I just think that's a very nice coincidence. If it is a coincidence, then um, it couldn't have come at a better time, could it? Because now we can blame it all on COVID or maybe the war between Ukraine and Russia as well on top. But nothing to do with the financial system and the quantitative easing and all this funny money that was being printed, right? Mm, okay. And I think part of the reason for that, and this is my own personal point of view, part of the reason for that is simply because I think the UK public, for example, would have accepted, you know, we, we accepted a bailout once, but we wouldn't have accepted it again. I mean, for it to happen a second time, that I mean, you know, there would seriously be some hell to pay. Um, and that's a very interesting expression. If there's hell to pay, it means, oh, my goodness, are people going to hear about this? So, you know, now we can just be misdirected once again, as human beings seem to be very easy to be misdirected and say, oh, no, 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 silly, it's COVID. It's COVID. And we all have to agree and nod our heads and suck it up as usual. Well, I say enough is enough, really. It's just ridiculous. Um, if we look at the markets, though, and what's happening now in the markets, we can see that certainly China easing some of its zero COVID restrictions has had um, quite a, an interesting, finally, uptick um, on some of the stocks and shares there. So uh, Badu um, and Alibaba are two of them at the moment that are trading higher this morning. Um, I would also say that there are several Chinese stocks as well trading higher. Um, other ones, um, not not as well known. So when we look at it, what is going on in China? Well, it's hard to say. Um, it's difficult for my students to even speak about it because, of course, everything is pretty much monitored quite closely. Um, there are some things that students can say and then they have to stop and say, look, I can't go further. And I understand exactly what they mean. Um, and I don't want any of my students to get into difficulty or into hot water, shall we say. Um, you know, when we look at it, China relaxed some of its COVID restrictions starting on Wednesday because I think mainly the large protests late last month um, in response to the the, zigger, the, the sorry, the rigorous zero COVID policies, right? Um, and when we look at it, is that, you know, really that that was quite unprecedented. I was shocked because when I heard about these protests, I thought, oh my goodness, there will be an absolute nightmare here. Um, but well, for better or for worse, the Chinese government appears to have listened um, and has, I suppose, relented, if that's the right word, a little bit. Um, although I still had students in Shanghai facing lockdowns, um, 10-day lockdowns. Um, although the, the latest news is, thank goodness you're all out of that. So I hope that has continued. It was strange because Beijing um, was completely fine, which is the capital, um, but Shanghai was still under these lockdowns, which was very unusual and quite quite shocking for the students there because they weren't expecting it. And then suddenly they were back in lockdowns. Um, so um, China's National Health Commission apparently said it would discontinue the frequently required testing for the bulk of the population and would no longer require negative tests in most public places. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Now, I can, again... Um, second that because all of my students said on a regular basis sometimes daily we have to provide these ridiculous swab tests um honestly speaking the swab tests really don't tell us much of anything frankly um they are so debatable as to actually what they're picking up and if they're easily contaminated or not um if they're picking up fragments of very old um covid virus that might still be stuck up someone's nostrils or back of the throat i mean you know it's just even the gentleman um, 
I can't remember his second name, but uh, Casey, I think, is his first name. Um, the guy who developed it won a Nobel Prize for this test, even said himself it shouldn't be used as a diagnostic. You need to use it in conjunction with a blood test to check and see if the white blood cells are activated as well. If you've got a white blood cell count that's raised or elevated, it shows you're fighting an infection. And if you've got a positive COVID test, PCRT test, then it's likely you've got COVID. But if you've just got a positive PCRT test, but no one's done a white blood cell count, this could be an old bit of fragment of DNA that's still stuck up your nose. Um, it could have even have got into your nostrils, wafted into the aircon system when we were doing the test. So frankly, um, it's not not a good idea at all. And and you know, I could speak a lot about this, but I'm not talking about this now. I'm talking about the financial markets. Clearly, what's interesting is that we've seen that um, Alibaba is trading higher by about five point three four percent. Okay, um, and Bidu is uh, Badu, sorry, is higher by about. 4.18%. So this is interesting. Okay, very, very interesting as to what's happening here. Um, and I, I don't know what's going to happen longer term, but I would just say that it is an interesting shift in the market. And I hope, I hope and pray that you know things continue to keep going in that direction now, um, because the the shares market is absolutely, um, yeah, just totally. Um, Taking a kicking, that's a good expression, but not a nice feeling, right? Um, if something's taking a kicking, it basically means that, yeah, it's been absolutely done to death. Um, and, you know, I, I think that many people feel like they've been done to death by COVID and everything else. Um, and as I say, I think it's about time that we saw these stocks um, rising slightly. And um, really, it's interesting because Morgan Stanley have upgraded its view on China stocks, it looks like, from a bit of research I'm doing here for the first time in two years. So if you're listening to the words I'm using, upgraded its view, it means, okay, it's changed its view. It's, it's Upgraded means clearly it's become better in its eyes, right? Okay. Um, and quoting them here, it says, we are at the beginning of a multi-quarter recovery in earnings revisions and valuations. So this is uh, interesting. Um, now, Alibaba was hit by multiple events, if you think about it. They've been under heavy pressure since around, well, the first part of 2021, right? I mean, there were the COVID-related restrictions. Then there were threats to the business, the regulations that changed from um, China, supply chain problems, high logistic costs, you know, currency depreciation, inflation. I mean, then there's the loss of purchasing power by the local economy and, and worldwide. It's not been an easy ride at all. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's interesting to see what's happened. I mean, there was um, a trade data announcement on Wednesday showing that the Chinese exports in November fell at the steepest pace in more than two years. Um, and that is being... Uh, it's kind of, yeah, um, recognised by a lot of my students who tell me about the shopping malls are pretty much empty in places, people are not out there buying. Um, partly it was because of the fear of, you know, you needed a PCRT test to go to any of these public places. Um, and you also don't want to be one person or two, like one poor gentleman was singled out and his face plastered all over the Chinese media, as far as I understand, this is hearsay, uh, but I take it from my students that it is the truth. Um, because he went to a shopping mall and he happened to be COVID positive um, and more people in contracted COVID from visiting. So he got his face plastered all over. 
on, on you know, media. So um, people didn't want to be shamed in that similar way. I don't think this gentleman did it on purpose. You know, it's just pretty, pretty hideous, actually, isn't it, that really? Um, it's, you know, just how it goes sometimes. You don't know if you've got COVID. Um, and, well, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so all-time high in October 2020, Alibaba hit, and then it closed 69%, right? Okay, so it was a pretty big drop. Um, and, you know, think about it. Alibaba is one of the three largest e-commerce companies in, in China. Um, so, you know, um, I would say that we, we want to hope for the best for them now. And uh, I pray that they will be able to get themselves back up. The same for Badu. Um, Badu is interesting because um, it, it owns a lot. Um, of, it's a search engine leader. So, um, you know, Badu's is a pretty important one as well. Um, but here's hoping, here's praying everybody that uh, certainly next year everything will improve. But um, unfortunately, the, the news out of, um, out of the, the world, uh, when we look at either what's going on in Russia now, um, a lot of people are, are trying to, you know, invoke fear say in the majority of us either about finances war nuclear explosion i mean good gracious i mean i I just think the world's gone mad i don't know what you all think i'd love to know your point of view if you think the world's gone crazy do let me know and some days i feel i'm just going to wake up and find this has all been some terrible mistake (laughs) um because honestly in speaking i have to say that for the last three years i feel like i've been living in absolute well, nightmare. Um, and that's not just COVID. Um, that's due to a lot of things. So anyway, I hope this podcast has been interesting for you to listen to some expressions to do with the stock market, expressing points of view. I know they're controversial. Some of the things I've expressed there, you may feel differently. And that's absolutely fine because the point of expressing your opinion isn't so that everybody agrees with you. It's actually to cause a discussion and consideration and a healthy debate. Um, And I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. Um, And I believe that a world where we lose the ability to have a healthy debate is really a world I don't want to live in anymore. So I've got nothing to lose. Um, From my point of view and where I am personally at the moment, um, I don't have much to lose anyway because I've lost everything. So um, in a way, this podcast is very liberating because I can just now tell it as it really is. And from my perspective, and clearly there are many perspectives, so, you know, I respect everybody listening to this who has a different point of view. I hope this has given you some food for thought and definitely some new vocab. Um, And, um, yeah, if you found this helpful or interesting, please share it far and wide. If not, then, then feel free to stop listening. Take care. I'll see you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level coaching but need to access this information all the same i really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so also if you are somebody looking to get into coaching maybe you're an english coach or perhaps you are another professional maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counselor basically anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you you coach people in different academic subjects 
I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.